Welcome to the Illuminati POV, our first debut episode. We're going to be talking about Black Widow from the MCU right here. But I am Joe from the Illuminati. I am also at Screen Rant. Alongside me is... Giandra LaBeouf, major contributor for Black Girl Nerds and Rolling Out, and also on the Illuminati Sunday nights talking Mm -hmm. about pro wrestling. But today it's all about movies. And on my left... Tatiana Hellander. I love how you said major contributor because you're like, major major contributions from me. I am am a major contributor to (laughs) the Illuminati. I do a lot of the... um, editing of articles as well as actually being a co-founder with Joe and Josh and I also do interviews for Screen Rant uh, lots of television and all the movies Joe does not want to do and you're on about 5 million podcasts I right Tatiana? I am on 5, 5 million, million podcasts 5 million name them um, <laughs> I'll name the Flash podcast because people actually listen to that one and then I'll name <laughs> Ladies with Gumption because I want people to listen to what, that What one. is that one though? For people uh, to Ladies with Gumption is also DC which is you know ironic because we're here talking about Marvel but uh, we just basically talk break down DC ladies um, and then on the Patreon we also will talk about Marvel ladies. Salute to women. Yeah, exactly. Women yes. everywhere. All women. It's just women on the podcast. Yes, women. Yes. Just hate men. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We love men. We love men. <laughs> we just don't talk to them. <laughs> At that moment. <laughs> exactly. Now. Uh, I am Josh, as Tatiana said. I am also one of the co-founders of the Illuminary, along with her and Joe and Brax and Brandon and... Several others, so many, uh, so many that, that are behind the scenes. I mainly work behind the scenes, but you can also see me on our on Saturdays on our Power Rangers retro wrap up. Mm. Uh, oh, this is a little rivalry here for Jay because they're they're wrestling oh. show and the Power Rangers shows. Uh, we we I, I oh, do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we, we ha- I have heard show. of the rumblings. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, eventually I'll get it. I'll, I'll get into a Power Rangers costume and wrestle like Nate. Dressed up as, like some, like, but the funny part, all that mess we costume. talk to you guys, we come over to your show. I know it's right, so funny. Right. It's so funny. Um, I, I also do our Star Trek show, uh, uh, starting uh, probably a week ago. Uh, I uh, Rick and Morty or Smoke Along. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be really fun. If you guys enjoy marijuana and Rick and Morty, <laughs> so that's like two things. Follow us, a coffee, fan base. coffee and cigarettes, Rick coffee. and Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There you go. You know, fun, fun stuff. And if if I ever get off my ass, uh, stuff on Twitch. There you go. Yay. So we're going to be deep diving into the MCU's Black Widow. Now, this has been a long time coming. We've been wanting a Black Widow movie for quite a while now. She debuted back in Iron Man 2, and we've seen her die in... uh, Spoiler alert. Spoilers. (laughs) We've seen her die in... It's been two years. You should know by now. Three? Uh, Three Three years? No, it's been like two years. Avengers Endgame was was her demise. (laughs) Salute to women. But, you know, this movie... Sacrifice yourself for useless Hawkeye. This movie has taken a while for us to get, and we've seen a lot of character development along the way. But what I find even more fascinating sometimes, uh, more so than about the story that we see on the screen, is some of this pre-production stuff. And Tatiana has filled us in. She has a lot of information on the pre-production because, and this is a fun fact that I'm sure a lot of hardcore MCU fans know this, but maybe some mainstream fans don't, that... Emily Blunt could have been our Black Widow, Whoa. right? Every day. I rue the day. Not No offense to Scarlett Johansson. She's wonderful. But I just imagine like the lifetime earnings that Emily Blunt has missed Yo. out on. Just every... I just wonder what she feels. Salute to women. <laughs> That's going to be my thing like every episode. <laughs> but yes. Okay. So long before the people cried out for a Black Widow movie, when Scarlett Johansson appeared in Iron Man 2... Uh, the studios were already planning one even before the MCU was really just in action, right? So Lionsgate was going to do a Black Widow movie in 2004. 
um, written and directed by David Hayter. Wow. Who, yeah, who did writing for Scorpion King, X2, Watchmen, and then like, I don't know, just did nothing. Because right. things after that, I was like, okay, oh. well, I guess that's what happened. <laughs> Black Widow didn't work out, and then you were like, I give up on life. Um, as one would. As one right. would. He actually said that he wanted to uh, use the backdrop of the splintered Soviet Empire. It's going to be a lawless, insane asylum with Ooh. 400 some odd nuclear missile silos. It was mm. all about loose nukes, and it felt very timely and cool, which is interesting. I'm like, it sounds kind of like Cold War. Yeah, I don't know what's really going on. Sounded real Cold War. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then uh, other women flopped. And therefore, Black Widow could not get made because Ian Flux came out around that time. Oh, yeah. It did not do the numbers. And then Lionsgate was like, you know what? And, and this is pre-MCU Black yeah, Widow, right? this is like pre-MCU Black Widow. They're like, it's not. We're not going to do it. So then in 2006, rights reverted back to Marvel because mm-hmm. they didn't make the movie. So bye-bye, Black Widow. And that is when the long and arduous process of casting Black Widow began, right? And that is where Emily Blunt comes in. Right. This is so horrible to me. So she, they wanted her for Black Widow. But... You know how they have like contract situations where it's like, oh, I have to fulfill another movie for right. this studio. Right. And the movie they wanted her to do was Gulliver's Travels. Oh. Gulliver's this is with Jack Travels, Black, right? With Jack Black is the movie that prevented her from being Black Widow in Iron Man That's 2. That's sad. Wow. It was so sad. It's so sad. But, I, you know, I, I don't want to shit on Jack Black because I, I, I like right. Jack Black. It's not but his that, fault. But yeah, that movie just wasn't <laughs> Right. Wasn't Gulliver's great. Travels versus anything Marvel. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, back then, of course, like maybe you didn't know just how big it was going to end up being. But still, like that's like right there, like cutting out like five movies at least. Wow. Did you think they in. paid for the rights for something like that? Where does that negotiation even begin, given the history of Marvel, the comics, right. the residuals, all the extra money? You know, you guys should tell us what you think they paid for. Um, Maybe we'll ask well, Joe, Joe, you, you might be able to fill me in a little bit more on this, because I know, I know you know like comic book history a little bit better than I do. Sure. But Mar- didn't Marvel like sell off the rights to like a lot of their characters back then because... Because they, they weren't they, doing we, well. In the yeah, they, 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 they were trying to avoid going bankrupt. Yeah, right? it was mm-hmm. a bankruptcy thing. And there is a whole article I read about this, but it was... Uh, I want to say it was like Ike Promuter that was the one that really mm. sold all the all the properties he off. Would. It, was, it was something like that. You know, Fox obviously got the X Men. I think Sony Sony obviously got mm-hmm. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of those characters. Yeah, sold uh, off. Universal, Universal got the Hulk. Right. Yeah. I think the Punisher and, was and was Namor. somewhere. Yeah. Like they were all split up. Uh, and then and then I think more so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or really when Disney took over, is when they started acquiring a lot of those properties back. But a lot of them were reverting back due to rights and things mm-hmm. like that. Just mm-hmm. the time frames. But yeah, it's a, it's a deep dive. I'd have to really look deeper into that. If you want to find out more about that, check our, out our friends at Murphy's Multiverse. <laughs> oh, there uh, you go. Charles Murphy, he has, he has a deep dive on that stuff, and you can check out all that Marvel stuff over there. Salute yeah. to the one person in the office was who was like, we should probably get those back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Salute to that person, yeah, whoever that person, you are, wherever you are. <laughs> that, well, that person that prob- made a great, great choice. Probably started with, with Iron Man, right? Because right, because they, they wanted they, to make it. Because Iron Man, the original Iron Man was under Paramount, is mm-hmm. that right? And yeah. then mm. the, the Incredible Hulk was Universal, and then after that was when they started like well, bringing everything together? I believe that even then, I feel like Paramount was doing a lot of these all the way up until, I want to say even the first Avengers. Now, here's where it gets tricky because I could be wrong, but this is why we have computers in front of us. Right? <laughs> Shout, out <to> <laughs> Shout out to computers. So, Josh is going to look that up, but yeah, I... I Look, the Black Widow's journey from from the page to the screen has been a long one, to say yes. the least. Mm-hmm. And uh, to talk about, for, funny enough, with Emily Blunt, I know that more recently she's really shied away from all these superhero questions because of the right. Invisible Woman stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that any of this has to do with the Black Widow stuff? Because that's a long process for her, too. And this is also right around the time, uh, I believe, John Krasinski was probably up for the role of Captain America. Right. Which wow. Is oh, my gosh. 
a cursed family. But um, I, I would say that she probably does feel like a little bit burned by it, right? Like sure. getting hyped up by fan casts. Sure. And I'm probably then, a little annoyed by it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Rightfully so. Um, but then, you know, not knowing if they're going to actually go through with it. And then at the end of the day, if you get hyped and then you lose out on and it. And then you see all the money. You, you see all the make. money. Yeah, the dollar signs before her eyes. Oh, God. Crumbling, crumbling. Um, I'm actually like sad that there was a treatment by Nicole Perlman, who did the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. In 2014 for Black Widow. And I'm like, I want to know what she was doing Black Widow. Because in 2014, this is well established into the yeah. MCU. Yeah. So, wow. And because they they had been, even after Iron Man 2, they had told Scott Johansson, we're going to do a movie for you, right? There's going to be a Black Widow solo movie. So that's like 10 years right. that, that wow. we have been waiting for this Black Widow solo movie. I don't understand. And then they even adjusted the number of movies she was going to appear in after the second Avengers because they had not expected her to be that popular. Really? Which is crazy to me because there's it's only Scarlett one. Yes. Well, Scarlett Johansson, A. B, Black Widow is like the only woman fighting in the MCU at that point, right? right. Everyone else is like, right. either the love interest or like, just like, hello, I am a scientist I'm or we- whatever. I'm weaving magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, um, so like it makes sense. Of course, people are going to want to see more of her. But, and also, you know, she has like no backstory. Has anything ever come out about what that iteration of the movie plotline was going to be? Um, that I haven't seen anything about. It. The only one that I saw like in depth about was David Hayter's, which was a little bit strange, but you know, it would have been an interesting take. Hey, Cold War, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Cold War. So Josh, well, it looks I like mean, you have an answer to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, but before I get into that though, but l- look at Wolverine Origins. Right. I mean, that was yeah. <laughs> bizarre. Not every origin story is. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so go, going through all the original uh, uh Avengers movies, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, um, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Captain America, uh, The First Avenger, all of those were done by uh, different, not not Disney. Okay. Uh, the uh, Everything except for The Hulk was Paramount. Uh, mm. The Incredible Hulk was Universal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the first Avengers movie was Disney. Right, right. right. But also, it was a, it was a co thing with Paramount though, because I believe their their logo still Mar- Marvel Stu- Marvel Studios was a co thing with with all of them. Uh, oh. But P- Iron Man two uh, was just Marvel Studios and Paramount. Disney <gasps> Disney is not listed on there oh, at I all. I did not know that. That is very interesting. Uh, let me pull the Avengers back so, up because yeah, I think I think that was Paramount solely Disney. Then? How much money did Paramount get to then give it all back to or you know? I, that's a great they question. They probably needed it. Yeah, well, I mean, they got those. They get that Mission Impossible money, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So, so the the first Avengers movie was just uh, production company was Marvel Studios, and it was distributed by Disney. I don't see Paramount listed on here anywhere. Interesting. It's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. Well, look, Black Widow is coming out, and we're going to be talking about the film. All of us have seen the movie, and I yes. think that now is a good time to really start deep diving into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. Jay, I have to ask you, how familiar were you, or let me ask you this, is what did you want to see out of a Black Widow movie before going into seeing the movie you saw? I wanted to see a kick-ass action, women being shot and portrayed in the same grandeur as all of the other active superheroes, and not, you know, oh my God, I broke my nail over I just wanted to see the same kick-ass as all the other films, and uh, I don't know when you guys are going to watch this. So. Oh well, this is going to drop is when, when the embargo drops. So I think we're. So it'll we're, be like a review, but we're not like going to spoil the end of the film. Yeah, well, we're not going to we're going to spoil the film when the the review embargo drops. Oh, okay, so. but but we're not going to spoil like like the final scene and stuff. Yeah, we're we're gonna spoil oh, spoil you can't. That was the best part of the movie, can't we? Can't 
can we? Yeah, as can long you? as we put spoiler in the title. Right, okay. Yeah, we're spoilers. good. Spoilers. Right. So, 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 spoiler alert. Okay. Spoiler so alert. So spoilers. We're going to spoil but, the entire movie. Well, before we get into that. And then what so, happened? And then what happened? So, so if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, don't watch this. Stop Stop listening. Stop yeah, watching because I, I will not be held responsible. And if any of you pause. yell at us on Twitter <laughs> for spoiling it for you, yeah. right. we will refer back to the fact that we, we told, we're you. told keep, you. We told you. Also, I just want to say that I love when Jason... I thought you meant you wanted to see women getting shot. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I did. On film. No. On fil- shot <laughs> on know, film. Shot on film. I understand. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want the I women getting capped. very soon. <laughs> soon you know. after. But the action, that's what did it for me. It was just great. It was refreshing. It was hype to see women going hard, mm-hmm. just like all of the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And that's what did it for me. I almost failed uh, to mention Josh's part of this, and uh, that's to talk about some of the creators that are on this Black Widow film. Mm. Tell us. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I guess we can jump into that now. So uh, the, mo- the movie uh, itself was directed by Kate Shortland. Uh, yes. I don't know if any of you are familiar with her body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I, I was not. Uh, she has it. It's a. It's a weird. Um, Timeline mm. for for her for her stuff. Uh, Starting uh, on IMDb, uh, her first credit is uh, a short back in 1998 called Pent Up House. Oh, okay. Um, but since then, like she's been she's been steadily working. She's got credits in uh, 2000, uh, 2002, 2001, 2003. She was she was on a TV series called uh, Secret Life of Us. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, and then uh, more recently. In 2019, uh, the the series uh, Smilf, Smilf, which I've oh, heard, yeah. of. I've, yeah, I've yeah, heard, yeah, I've, I've, heard ne- of I've never, I've seen, never it. seen it, yeah. Um, and then Smilf. and then Black Widow. So it's to me, it's actually kind of interesting that she was hired to be the director of this, considering mm-hmm. like she's mainly known for like sitcom type stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Which which I mean that that's not you know that that's not any shade at her because like you know uh, what was it um, uh, McKay. Uh, uh, what's the, what's the name? Ad, Adam McKay has done like you know he's mm-hmm. gone from doing like really like comedic type stuff to doing kind of sort of serious stuff too. Right. Um. So so that, that, really that's not pitch. different. Yeah. 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 But you know like the, this is this is weird to me. Just like Peter Jackson going from doing things like The Frighteners and mm-hmm. uh, you know all, all of his like weird horror movies to doing Lord of the Rings. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny about her is I was doing this deep dive and we'll get into this later in the show where we talk about when I talk to some of the cast. When I interviewed her, I did a deep dive and I watched an old video. She was on a panel uh, talking about how she, her journey in the film, et cetera, and how she got there and how she was getting grants when other people weren't for Mm. women in film in Australia, where she's from. And at that time, she was saying that all of the characters she ever wanted to work with had power at their core and strength of women Mm. and those type of things. So we'll talk about it later in the show. And I asked her if she, this was a full circle moment for her to get this gig. So that's a that's a great question and insight yeah. into into Kate. So, so yeah. I, I have a I have a question for all of you guys that we'll we'll wrap back around to when when we when we get into that. Uh, but for uh, on the on the story end of this, uh, this is also kind of interesting to me because uh, the story the story was by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. Yes. Uh, Jack Schaefer. Right, that's right. It went, through like, it went through like several iterations. I'm yeah, a big yeah, Jack yeah. Schaefer fan. But so this, this, final, this final version, the, uh, Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson are the only two credits uh, for the story. So mm-hmm. all those other iterations that came right. before, like not, oh, not right. even being used. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jack Schaefer, you would know from WandaVision. Uh, that's, that's, that's the most popular thing that she's probably done outside of now Black Widow. Uh, mm-hmm. But she also did the uh, the Olaf's Frozen Adventure short. 
Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and she wrote the screenplay for uh, a movie called The Hustle, which I'm I'm not really familiar with. The Hustle. Um, oh but, no, that's not Hustlers. Not okay. yeah, no. not not, hus- not the Hustlers. Hustle. <laughs> I feel like. Wait, The Hustle is that the with um. um Oh my God! Lynn I feel like I remember and that. Rebel Wilson. Movie yeah, it cycle. was it was Anne Hathaway. And, Anne Hathaway. Uh, that's Brian right. Cyber Why can't I remember her name? Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. layman's salute to women. Yeah. So like, I'm familiar with the movie, but but again, that's that's another another weird thing because her yeah. her credit list is extremely short. Like mm-hmm. she she has like two two shorts, oh the the Olaf thing. Uh, the hustle, and then Wandavision, mm. and and that's she's that's probably it. one of those brilliant people who yeah. worked in the shadows, and right. finally somebody mm-hmm. saw her, like maybe mm-hmm. maybe a staff writer. I mean, it almost like, yeah, seems exactly. like this could have been her big break, and then yeah. she got Wandavision right. based on this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's yeah, exactly. That, right. That's very exactly. possible. And then Ned I Benson, Wandavision. Uh, he he also um, worked on uh, uh, this just the story the story aspect though, but he has a lot more credits as producer and director. Uh, mainly things that that he worked on as a writer, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he like his, his really the only thing that he's really done is something called the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Oh wow! Um, and then like before that, uh, just like two or three shorts between like 2003 and 2010. That's crazy. So, so yeah, so so that that's really bizarre. So like I don't know if he has a connection to Jack Schaefer, mm-hmm. and and like she brought him in or like mm, how how maybe. how he really got involved mm-hmm. with this. But then the screenplay itself was written by Eric Pearson, uh, who has a long history of stuff. Like he, he wrote this, the screenplay for this, Godzilla vs. Kong, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. He wrote uh, a bunch oh, of episodes of Agent Carter. he wrote the screenplay Carter. for Thor Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, that's yeah. very interesting. Uh, a, a bunch of the Marvel one-shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Pikachu. He was a script. He, he's been a script doctor for a bunch of stuff, too. Uh, Detective Pikachu, Avengers Endgame, Infinity War. Uh, Pacific Rim Script Uprising, wow. Spider-Man Homecoming, wow. and Ant-Man. I don't think it's usual that you see scriptwriter or script. Now that's somebody I so, want to so talk to. The, these are all uncredited, right? But but he someone Still. decided to put them on. Yeah, there. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, let person. me make sure I y'all would know. Love to t- now see, that's who I'd want to interview. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's a brilliant. You know, for you. Well, because that's because that's the kind of thing that uh, Carrie Fisher that like that, that's right. Oh yeah, absolutely. She did too. So like like to me, that's kind of fascinating. Is like the people who take these scripts and then doctor. Like I want to know what the original version looked like before mm. he got I was his like, hands on I was going to say like maybe he doctored the Black Widow <laughs> one so much that then they were like I guess you just well we'll get into we'll get into this in a second that, that's possible but it's that, interesting that because Josh I know that, that you know you, at some point in your life maybe even now you were an aspiring screenwriter but the one thing that you had talked about was dialogue was one of your biggest struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like I, I enjoy coming up with like uh, story premises and ideas and like like pitches for like movies or TV shows or whatever. Mm. But I have trouble fleshing them out into a full on script. Like, mm. uh, like yes. the one, one that I've been passing around with it to, to everyone. I think I, Tatiana, I think you were the last one that I sent this to. Is a script that I actually wrote in college. So that was like ten years ago now. College. That was yeah, that was college mm. that I wrote that in. And and like I think. Personally, for me, I think this, the story itself is a good idea, but I think the script is horrible. Uh, so, like, like I, I would benefit from a script doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Or just someone a, to be like, here's the say, idea. I have an idea. Right. Can you fix yeah. that? But see, yeah, this yeah. is good to know because for all of you fans that, uh, that are listening to this and you may not know what a script doctor was, there's the explanation for Josh, is that that's what a script doctor does. Yeah, they, 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 they come in, they take the script, and they're like, okay, uh, what do we need to tighten up here? Right, and I know that we were talking about uh, different writers for this project, and we're going to be revealing uh, some some of that, like uh, Jack Schaefer and all these folks. Are gonna, we're going to be talking about them a little bit later on too, because there's some news that we broke. This is something else we're going to do on this show is we're going to track our own news. Now, 
this part of it, we we did the uh, exclusives here when when Josh, myself, and Tatian were part of that hashtag show. Um, Charles Murphy, as you guys may know, he he was a big contributor there as well. Left, created Murphy's Multiverse. We left and created the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna go back and look at some of the stories we dropped there later on after the show, mm-hmm. or after we do the review, which we should get into right, right. now. David Harbour in this, but uh, there were some other comedic moments that would happen, and they just did not land for me. Yeah. Uh, how and you and it seems like in the live theater, it it kind of didn't land either. All the Florence scenes landed as they should with the posing, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it seems like this is a gift yeah. to Scarlett Johansson, who is also an executive producer of the film. So after Credit all to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Shout out to women. Exactly. And uh, I mean, you, it, it has to have some comedic moments because that's just on brand with how Marvel does their movies. But yeah, there were too many. It was too many check the box here. Right. Put this here. Put that there. And it doesn't really fit with, I think, Natasha. Right. No, not at all. She's not. She's not a. Funny she's not person. a funny person by any <laughs> well, means. I mean, she she's had her her jokey moments, like in uh, was it uh, the the Winter Soldier when you know mm-hmm. when they're plugging in the USB thing and she's like, "Do you want to play a game?" Right. <laughs> and, and you know, and she's like, "Oh, that's from and and you know, like this." Steve was like, "Yeah, I, I, I that that's a movie that I actually have seen." <laughs> but you know, I think yeah. that character was handled really really right. in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also, this is another thing. Tatiana made a great point as we were watching this movie. It's that Natasha, the, the tone of Natasha is a lot different than the other Avengers. Mm-hmm. And she's not as playful. So I'm not sure if if this iteration of Natasha lended itself well to be a solo film. Now, not saying I didn't want a solo film. Okay, so yeah. so building off that, though, let me ask you a question then. Uh, How do you guys feel about Thor Ragnarok? I loved it. Excellent. Because in, in Thor Ragnarok... <laughs> he was almost a completely different character right, than he right. was in the first two movies. I don't have a problem with that because Thor Ragnarok was good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and and no gauge on this movie. I'm not saying it, look. On the, on, <laughs> this is a review, right? Yeah. On the scale of my Marvel spectrum, this is lower tier for me. Right. And it's mm. not because of, like, it's not because of anybody that was in the movie because I think everybody did a fine job at their roles. It's because the story to me had no stakes Throughout the whole right. movie, nothing in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was all backstory. Mm-hmm. It starts off in Civil War, and or really, it starts off in, in like what nineteen ninety five. The the way back. The nineteen ninety five. Yeah, back. and then we get like it's twenty one years later, and yeah. it's and it's after Civil War. Mm-hmm. This movie would have been the perfect movie to come out right after Civil right. War. Right, which is okay. that's definitely yeah. belonged. So yeah. okay, well then, what what about if you compare? her to say Wanda and the WandaVision series, obviously two different vehicles, a movie and a series, but they didn't force the comedic aspect of WandaVision, same writer, Jack Schaefer. Mm-hmm. So why put in those, what was the interference that they had to check all these boxes in this feature film versus putting in more comedic elements in WandaVision, the comedic elements of that show didn't even involve Wanda. So yeah. it's kind of like the mishandling of female right. characters right. and what they want to give mm-hmm. and what they don't want to give. And Wanda's, WandaVision was a little bit different too because it was so experimental. Mm-hmm. And I think that like it lended itself really well to do what ever you wanted to do. And so much of the humor was referential there too. Right. right. So it, yeah. does, it doesn't feel the, like the, it the really for, reflects on the Wanda. format itself yeah. just mm-hmm. built right into that. Right. But this, in this film, like, look, I think everybody was cast really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. That like, Sarah Finn is probably one of the best casting directors in Hollywood, if not the best casting director in Hollywood. But, and she understands like, you know, who they need to play these roles. Like I said, David Harbour, I walked away a big Red Guardian fan. Yeah. I think there's a lot of charm to that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, like the Melina character, like fell flat to me. Uh, no fault of uh, of Rachel Weisz. Except but, for her accent. 
Yeah, I wasn't a big fan little, of her Russian accent. We, we were talking about that. <laughs> but um, but I, I understand why the character was there and, and, right. and it was needed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like this movie came like 10 years too late. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have made a better series? I would love to have seen I think, that I think a series, series would have been yeah. really interesting. And because the can, series would have let us have at least one episode in the Red Room. I'm sorry, I really just feel like we needed to have the Red Room. <laughs> I the also, fact it was just a montage really bothers me. Right, right. I also think that in, in uh, Avengers 2, we kind of touch on what the future of the MCU is MCU is, and where those characters are going, right? Because mm-hmm. we they all get glimpses of, of what Wanda's doing to them, including Wanda herself. So we see Tony Stark in space, and all the Avengers are dead. So that's his thing. We see uh, Thor with with Asgard kind of kind of kind of in shambles. We understand that's going to happen. Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um, nothing happens to, to Hawkeye because he's been mind control before. Um, Steve Rogers gets his dance with Peggy Carter, which right. eventually fulfills itself. And Black Widow, we see her in the Red Room, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we don't really see we, we much don't of see her. This yeah. in the red we room. don't yeah. see it. Well, we didn't we see the Red Room also in um, uh, Agent Carter yeah. TV series? Yeah, like br- briefly, but, right? Just not like yeah with her, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Her because that was like forty five exactly. some odd years exactly. before the that. the action though in this film I think was great. Like yes, and, and, I I, and like Marvel I action think it was well directed. Yeah, Marvel action is top notch. That that's mm-hmm. really hard to beat. Marvel's mm-hmm. very good at that. I think I think you know if we're gonna talk wardrobe, I think the costumes look great. I really I was a big fan of Taskmaster. Josh had a, had one complaint. How come the, the, he never the, the wore hood. His, the, yeah, his hood? Yeah, yeah, he didn't wear the hood. I was like, he has the hood. Right. Why, why? Yeah, I also think I I think one thing I really liked the theme of family and that how in fact they really were a family even if they were incredibly estranged and under a lot of uh, pressure and yet also that her and the Avengers were a family I thought that was such a nice tie and yet to not have Avengers in that film to not Mm. have a reunite with them at the end there that would have been the perfect tie-in to Infinity War, right? Like, it's like, okay, Civil War, we've broken up, and then at the end of the movie, she goes back to them, and then we see we see that connection. Yeah. Mm. But they weren't there, mm. for whatever reason, budget, or because, well, she's already dead now, so who cares? Mm. Um, and then, uh, so that the made the theme fall a little bit flat when it could have been such a powerful moment. Like, could I feel like we could, have been, we could have been crying some buckets in that first, you know, <laughs> that. I mean, absolutely. That, thinking about that, that actually would have been really good if they had tied, it, tied the end of Black Widow into the beginning of Infinity exactly. War when yes. when she was going off with Steve mm-hmm. like if, if they could have showed her meeting up with Steve and like going yeah. off and doing whatever it was that they were going yes. to be doing before they went to help Vision right well also like there's that scene and I think that it lands a little bit more believe it or not I know a lot of people have a debate about this whether you watch the MCU movies chronologically or release order mm-hmm. me personally I think chronologically is better and this right. is this is the perfect example of that because I think this movie plays better if you do watch it after Civil War and mm-hmm. before Infinity mm-hmm. War. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, and that's why in, in a great moment, like you had just mentioned, Tatiana, in, the, in Infinity War, when um, they're saving Wanda and Vision, when it's mm-hmm. Steve and, and Natasha and the Falcon, she's wearing the Florence Pugh right. vest. Mm-hmm. So it, make, it just makes more sense. And it, and it even lands harder in Endgame where uh, after the snap, she's she's almost talking to, or Steve Rogers comes back in and she's talking about family and like being like this is like the family yeah, or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes so much more sense for it to play it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of montages in the middle. Yeah. And no bows at the end. Right. <laughs> uh, so so we, we were talking a, a little bit before about how David David Harbour is really good in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. For for you guys, what was your favorite scene or moment with him in the film? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He, like 
the humorous part would of course be him trying on the red guardian outfit oh, again that's great. Like, yes look it's perfect um pandemic <laughs> and then followed very quickly after that where he sings Florence Pugh's character. He sings Elena the song. He sings yeah, American, uh, Pie. American Pie by Don to show McClane. her like, hey, no, I do remember our moments as a family together. And I was like, oh. I mean, that what that, that was a really good emotional <laughs> moment because like for her, she was what four? Yeah, she when, was, she was like a baby. as a kid but before that happened. So for her, that was a real family. Like she probably didn't know anything. Exactly, different. exactly. Like, she yeah, she didn't like, know that it was fake. So yeah. here's yeah. a fun fact about about this, and and I think you guys were there and heard it. But uh, I talked to David Harbor for this, and he said that the uh, when they were in the car that uh, they had a tape, that that whole American Pie thing was improv. There, the scene was very well written where we had it together, but I was like, wouldn't it be great if there's something a little more personal before he left the room, you know, that he could say without saying, I tried as much as I could, but I, I know I failed you, but it, this is what I did do. And, uh, and, you know, we came up with this idea that maybe when she had trouble sleeping because she was so terrified at night, and, had such a transition that he would drive her around and put on this audio tape and, you know, and she'd fall asleep to it. And that became like this transitional object for her. That, that one improv scene became such a significant part of that father-daughter relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's another Do you think as a fake Which American, was really cool. By the way. As a fake American fake father, <laughs> do you think he was a good fake father? Say, I- say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> How me. much would so, Chuck Chuck? So he was... Under, undercover when when they were where, mm-hmm. when they were yeah. doing this family thing what was it Ohio yeah mm-hmm. something so he was a fake American and a fake father to those two girls but yeah. more more so to Elena because she was younger she didn't know what was going on um, Natasha knew like what what the, what the deal was there but do you think he was actually a good father to Elena when they were there I think for those three years he was. It was three years he was in their yeah. life. And, and obviously, Elena even holds this regard in regard to being like her best memory, right? Right. And right. having yeah. family for three years. Right. All of that was real to her. Like, I, I will say, Tatiana, and that's where I agree. The family stuff hits. Like, mm-hmm. the family stuff works. It makes sense. and I, But I think that's the credit to those four actors. Right. Rachel Weiss, Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson, They had Johansson, really nice chemistry together. Really good chemistry together. Really was believable together, as... Yeah. And, and the, the sister stuff was great. Mm-hmm. Like, you can almost tell that, like like the sister sibling rivalry thing was a lot of fun it almost felt like that one uh, the first scene they had is like dinner was like two college kids coming back to school coming right, back from school right. and one is does really well and the other one's like the younger sister trying to live up to the experience. so yeah. I, I think one of the interesting aspects of that for me too though is that after, after they had gotten out of the red room mm-hmm. like when, when, once the, once their second I guess their second round, her, well Natasha's second round of training and, and Elena's first round of training was done right. it seems like they were working together like like they, they, they it's, it felt like they still had contact with each other yeah while they were working for this this department mm-hmm. or whatever but she poses a lot of, like Elena's character poses a lot of good questions for Natasha like why didn't Steve Rogers and Captain America come and take down the Red Room? Right. Like, yeah. why didn't some of these things happen? Why, while Natasha was, I guess, saving the world and posing. Right. 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 Well, yeah, because she, you know, she she left. She defected from Russia mm-hmm. and joined Shield. So, I mean, that that is a really good good point. But it's like is, weird that they have her ask those right, questions why, and there's no. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why didn't her? Why didn't her defection include? taking them down yeah sure. maybe they added those in post post you know how they changed oh, some of right. the dialogue just mm-hmm. so it gives them some space to grow with because we know Scar- we know black widow's fate yeah and yeah. so maybe it's giving them an out to make 
a series. Yeah, or maybe yeah, maybe that's where like the Galena story will go when she does finally exactly. meet up with the Avengers. Maybe yeah, she gets a series. Because I I think honestly I think that would have been more interesting was would have been to see her like Natasha's defection from Russia yes. or the USSR right. I, to, to join like? Shield. Exactly. Well, I always like, like an, exactly. not, not not necessarily an origin of her as the Black Widow because that that would have been her origin with the KGB or what. Right, right. But, but her origin, but her origin as an Avenger. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, does anybody remember uh, this this cartoon called? It was called. Uh, what was it called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Earth's Mightiest mm. Heroes. I, I, I remember it. I don't remember a lot of the storylines from so, that one though. First of all, the cartoon's phenomenal. It's <laughs> but Natasha starts off as a Hydra agent, and and uh-huh. I don't think she ever flips. Actually, what, was that was that the one where Red Skull got the uh, the Iron Man? Armor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. But eventually, I mean, her, her storyline's so intertwined with uh, Clint Barton's, which Hawkeye, of course, yeah. Yeah. which it which it obviously is in the comics. But I I almost thought when they originally announced this, mm-hmm. uh, they never they never gave plot details. But in my head canon, I just <laughs> thought. That it would have been the story about her defecting using Hawkeye, like her being a double agent and yes, Hawkeye not exactly. trusting her, right? And, and like finally seeing Budapest, Budapest or whatever. Exactly, because yeah. they talk Budapest. 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 They talk about it so much within the MCU, and we never see it. That's we never see. It drives it. me nuts. It drives mm-hmm. me nuts. So I think it would have been a cool story to kind of like see her defect. Uh, to S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers, which would have been really cool. Like, her playing this double agent of mm-hmm. her being a badass agent. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that that was that. But we got a lot of Cold War stuff, huh? Maybe they'll do the flashback if they do a series. You, you know go. what? Honestly, I go. do think that the Black Widow would have lent itself really good to, like, an alias type of series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, talking about this Cold War stuff, though, like, like I mean, we, we know eventually X-Men are going to be coming to the, to the Marvel mm-hmm. MCU. Red Guardian could play into that True. a little bit with Wolverine. Because mm-hmm. who, who was the Wolverine, like, the, the Cold Puck. War? Oh no, no 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 the the, Ru- the Russian with the, the Omega Red the Omega Red Omega so there was Red. a rumor there was a rumor obviously uh, it didn't pan out but there was a rumor floating around the internet and about how Omega Red was going to be in some post credit scene or maybe in like a like a prison scene I remember scene hearing or that I don't remember oh. what movie that was which would have made sense but it yeah. didn't happen um, but then again we also have to keep in mind that this movie did come out like a year after it was supposed to right yeah. right so but Jay how did you what did you think about the movie overall overall it was entertaining I can't. You know, full disclosure, I had to take a little, you know, <laughs> a little siesta? During, the, during the middle portion, during the second act of the show, I love backstory and I love family history, but some of it was a little bit lengthy, a little bit too much dialogue for me. Mm. And, but overall, I enjoyed the film. What was most epic? I like big epic scenes mm-hmm. and my favorite stuff more so involved David Harbour I and know. him being in the jail and talking yeah. to him about what that looks like on a shooting day. So I like the big epic scenes. I enjoyed it, yes. Is it in my top tier Marvel films? No, mm-hmm. absolutely down in the lower half. But who is to blame for not, you know, kind of buttressing it to the top of the Marvel universe? Especially after delaying it for so long. Well, do you think right. if it had come out after, after Civil War instead of now, do you think you'd be ranking it higher? It would be red hot because it would be new information, new material that feeds mm-hmm. directly into the story continuity. But now putting it after same problem, we know her fate. What we learned in the sh- in the film doesn't add anything to mm-hmm. the expansion of the Marvel universe, the multiverse, or any of that. So the timing of it is just very, very poor. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah like, couldn't I agree can't more. imagine it opening the door to to the phase to four. nothing. Like it makes no sense. To How nothing. could that be the first phase four movie? Like, what were they thinking about that? I. I agree. It, 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 I agree with that too. M- mainly, what you said, Jay, is that opening the doors to the multiverse. Right now, Loki's on. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Loki mm-hmm. is blowing. Yeah, it's 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 such a better Marvel product than what Black Widow is. I understand. I understand why we got Black Widow. I just feel we sh- we got it. We should have gotten it early. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, or, I would have rather seen Black Widow b- before Thor two. Yeah. Before Thor Dark World. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. For but, sure. But, okay. So I'm I'm gonna pause another question for you guys. Instead of now, what if this movie had actually come out later, like maybe after Spider Man No Way Home, well, or I think, or after Doctor Strange, and had tied into the multiverse and now we see Natasha come back. Well, I think at that point we're talking we're talking like things that could happen storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a different movie. A better question. A whole other script. But I think the better question is there's two questions about this. How would this movie have played if it would have come out after Endgame? Mainly because at that point we hadn't seen any of the Disney Plus stuff. Right. So it doesn't have that kind of like so do you think that the hype train would have been there for Black Widow right after Endgame because you got to think Endgame was here like it, it was like that was our reshaping of the MCU but then we're reverting back to the MCU's previous 10 years so do you think that that would have been a letdown if it was released right after Endgame or do you think that you know we would have been there for it and just anticipating those Disney Plus shows even more I think it should have been chronological it should have come out after Civil, Civil War right. yeah. I think right. it would have been more of a letdown coming out after Endgame right. than now coming out of yeah. Disney Plus yeah, yeah, yeah. I, shows I, I agree yeah. because yeah. it would have been like oh we're finally getting her story yeah. this is the first thing we're getting and then we're like excuse me but now it's just like one more thing we're getting mm-hmm. so then and we've had time to process to grieve to move on from Natasha it's just filler yeah that's exactly right yeah. it, it's yeah. literally it's in, yeah. in comic book and, terms it's the filler issue right. and, and but, plus now we have that post credit scene which is telling us where Yelena's gonna go and we are all excited about that and that's yes. like the, the best part of the film and we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in sense. a second yeah. Yeah. I, I agree like that's the only like literally that out of three four minutes that's the only part you really need from that whole movie. From that whole movie. Because you already know. <clears throat> yeah. Right. 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 Um, one thing, though, is there are small Easter eggs I was able to pick up on. Now, I'm not going to sit here and ramble off a million of them because I didn't watch the movie that in depth. <laughs> to be like, oh, I know that. I know that. And probably some of them I didn't know. But I do. I did know who the Winter Guard was that the Red Guardian is from. Uh, the guy that he, the giant dude that he beats arm wrestling, they make reference to it. Mm-hmm. That's Ursa Major. He's a giant ah. bear guy from the Winter Guard. Uh, they also, uh, Yelena calls him the Crimson Dynamo, mm-hmm. another member of the Red Guard, and that's when he stops and says, oh no, I'm the Red Guardian. <laughs> so, those are some, some small Winter Guard stuff, yeah. but I would love to see a Winter Guard, like Disney Plus fun right. series. That'd be fun. Like, mm-hmm. that would be really cool, like mm-hmm. just to see what, what, you know, how, how Russian superheroes are and, handled. Well, yeah, well, I think that would also be cool because like when Guardians of the Galaxy came in, they had absolutely no connection to anything else in the Marvel Universe at the time. Mm. Like, you know, they, they introduced the uh, the Power Stone, mm. um, but we really didn't know what, what that was or what was going on with it when it came out. Uh, they, they weren't connected to anyone. They weren't connected to Iron Man. Like, they were mm. just their own thing. And seeing, like, something else that exists within the Marvel Universe but isn't connected to the Avengers at all, I think mm. would be super fun. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree. I think that with uh, the way, though, that this movie kind of... Another thing, too, is, like, uh, uh, Drakeoff. Like, I know that we, like, I think the Taskmaster thing uh, was a huge letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Taskmaster is so revered in the MC or in Marvel, just in general, being such a cool character. And I think this version of the Taskmaster has one line. Yeah. And the whole thing. That's like, is he dead? Right. At the end, like when, when they kill Drake off. But, Which man. was actually like that was a nice line in that you do right. recognize that she yeah. was a victim. I mean, the power too, set was cool too, but, like the way it was displayed. Like but it wasn't I, like a. I, I think yeah. yeah, I think my issue with Taskmaster in this was that we like we know Taskmaster as a person, like some some like I don't know whether whether he's a mutant or whatever that mm-hmm. just has that ability to to uh, what's what's the DC to version? master Sports, tasks? sports, mas- sports <laughs> master, I think. Uh, I, I think it would be more like Deathstroke. 
But but here, uh, Taskmaster was created. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, everything that it was able to do, or he was, she was able to do, was because of the chip in her head and the, and the programming from from this agency, which mm-hmm. which is okay. But now there's nowhere for that character to go because now we know that she was brainwashed. Like right. the, like the Winter Soldier was, so now is she going to be a good guy? Well, here's right. the thing: is it possible that they can take the Taskmaster technology and give that to another character, thus getting the 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 true Taskmaster that a lot of the uh, Marvel fans want? Maybe because it's a maybe. chip in her head I, yeah, that's really I, I making mean, her. It, it's it's possible. It's it's absolutely possible. But to me, that would almost now be like. Going back to DC and bringing, you know, bringing back Doomsday again. Right. You know, it's like we've already seen this villain. So bringing in another character as that villain Right, it again, would make more sense for the villain, for them, for Taskmaster to have gotten away even as Drakeoff, you know. Right, right. Burns in fiery hell. I mean, I will say that's one thing that both uh, Winter Soldier and uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did really well. Is that they, they let Baron Zemo get away and he's, right. he's continuing to run around in the MCU causing havoc, which I thought would have been really cool for Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I thought Baron Zemo was like, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier overall. I thought it was a really good series. But Baron, sure. Baron Zemo was a big part of that. Yeah, Because like seeing his character interact with everyone was just so much fun. Yeah. Or if you wanted like a closed loop um, emotional pull for Taskmaster, then they thought that Rachel Wise, their mom was dead, but she wasn't dead because she was Taskmaster, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what I expected was gonna happen, right. and then it didn't happen. It and, didn't. And, and she didn't, like, even though I love her, and, like, she was still funny in the scenes with David Harbour, she wasn't really needed in that in the family dynamic scenes. Right. They could have just been David Harbour, and then it's like, where's mom? Oh, she's dead. It's so sad. Oh, just kidding. She's she our enemy. <laughs> yeah. And she's Taskmaster. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, I mean, David Harbour was great, though, in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, like, him, the comedic, the comedic moments really, like, ha, like David Harbour carried those. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll accept that posing thing with with uh, yeah. Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, something something I will say is, is it weird that I'm more excited to see like this Florence Pugh as the Black Widow than I ever was for Scarlett Johansson? Like, no, I think Florence Pugh is so charismatic. She is. She's such a versatile actress. Uh, and and the character's already more fun. Yeah, well, I know? think she she was then, introduced then Natasha's better. Natasha's been gotten to be, yeah. Like right. Natasha was in, was just introduced as eye candy. Yeah, right. I, 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 eye candy, and to be like an eye candy um, um, distraction for Tony. Right. But also, like, like it was there was like the bare minimum of like, oh, I'm subverting the trope. You think I'm eye candy, but really, I'm a badass. Right, right, right. But it didn't go any further than that. It's just like I'm an eye candy badass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like it, it by doing that, it just leaned into that more. Right. <laughs> and the, now there's nowhere to go with it because we know her. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you guys feel about the mind control element about the widows? Because that's something I I, I was not privy to. Uh, in, in any I didn't iterations. know about that either. I thought I thought. Well, I it seemed like something. that was a new thing. Yeah, for, yeah. I was for confused this. by it. I did not understand what was happening yeah. at first. When, Ta- when the movie opened, Tatiana didn't even. She was like, "What, what is, is this? this?" Yeah. Well, because <laughs> exactly. it, Natasha even mentioned that during the or or not Natasha. Elena mentioned that during the movie is that they do things differently now. Like since you left, they do things differently. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 gas or the chemicals or whatever that they used to mind, to mind control them was after she had defected. Mm-hmm. So, because, so that was because she had probably defected, because she had they defected. Had to, like, they they, they crack it, down harder. right. They probably right. invented that to keep yeah. that from happening. Which is again. all the more reason why I just think like. Even though, like, because like you said, we know her fate, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really affect our view of Natasha. But I think it would affect your view of a character that she left behind someone who is like her sister. Mm. Not to mention all these women, right? Like, why didn't she go back for them? Like, what was so hard about mm. trying to save them? There was no, never even an attempt. 
So, right, right, and we don't know whether that was at like the direction of Shield, where right. they were like, okay, well now you're with us. This is not one of our priorities. We have mm-hmm. other stuff that we're dealing with, so we're gonna go do that and just leave this alone. Right. Or that she was just like, nah, I don't care. Wait, do we have to assume though? Like Tato, you actually brought up a really. I think it was you that brought up this point though. That it's always me. No, I'm just that uh, when we were watching the movie, and um, we have to assume though that that Yelena, yeah, that that Florence Pugh, Yelena, mm-hmm. we have to assume that she disappeared in the snap, right? Because why wouldn't the Black Widows have like been more of a thing during that five years later part? Right, because right. it's all about the Dora Milaje. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but see, even that would have been more interesting is if this movie had taken place between Infinity War and Endgame mm-hmm. while Natasha was trying to get her bearings and figure out what she right. was doing. She has this thing that she now has to go back and do to kind of... Right. And like we're I think you actually mentioned that. If it had taken place between Infinity War and and Endgame, we could have seen the Drakov trying to take over what's left of the world yeah. with the Black Widows. Which would have made mm-hmm. more sense. Yeah, yeah, which would have been really interesting. And then Natasha has to deal with that and see the like bringing back together and falling apart of yet another family in the And right. it would have given us something with that five mm-hmm. years late like that, right. that in between five year period that we mm-hmm. don't know what was mm-hmm. really going and on. I I, th- I think the drama would have been better there because it would have been something that she was forced to come back and deal with rather than uh, Elena sending her the, the 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 gas and her being like, "What is this? I'm gonna, you know, it's, right. it's like Indiana Jones getting getting the the <laughs> the gra- the, gra- the Grail Bible that is that his dad made and being mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I have just this. crack it and throw it on your face. You'll be yeah, <laughs> and like like actually, it was exactly the same. It, it was exactly the same as with Indiana Jones because uh, Sean Connery sent him the 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 Grail Bible mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, I have this now. I have to find out why it was sent to me. She got she got the the cure for that gas. She didn't know what it was. She was so mm-hmm. she was like, well, now I need to go find out what this is. It's exactly the same plot line. True, 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 true. So so Black Widow is actually just Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Maybe what? we just need a little short film of uh, the training of the Black Widow. Exactly, that'd be cool. Exactly. Like that, uh, I will say like that. a pre like a pre you know how Pixar yeah. does yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. little short films like Or like Marvel Users of One Shots, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A Marvel exactly. One Shot of the Red Room. Yeah, they had what, what was it was the the last one the um the Mandarin one? I think so. Mm-hmm. See, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, they should bring back those Marvel One Shots <laughs> and put them on but, Disney Plus. There's so much. I just want to say shout out to OT. I don't know how to say your last name. I was just going to say OT. OT, uh, he was great. Yeah. I wish, I wish he had more. more. But yeah, he didn't have very much, but I hope we see him again. Yeah, I think that this is a good role for him to expand into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like, it's small enough where, you know, you understand who the character is, but I think I think that it's a character that would do great in something like Secret Invasion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope that he's in Secret Invasion. Yeah. For sure. What, what do we know about Secret Invasion? Now? That Samuel Jackson is in it. And that uh, Ben Mendelsohn is in it. He is. He's playing a character named Nick Fury, and I think Ben Mendelsohn is also <laughs> in Wait, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Amelia Clark is in it. Oh, that's right. right. Olivia right. Coleman is in it. Olivia Coleman. I love that. Uh, there, there's a handful of casting stuff mm-hmm. out there, but what we know is that it's uh, it's about, I'm guessing, Invasion of Scrolls. Right. Right, right. But the good I, scrolls. I, I will say, scrolls. though, it, me and Josh were talking about this kind of offhand randomly, mm-hmm. but... Um, and this has no, this has a little to do with Black <laughs> Widow, but but it's kind of going to veer off in a second. But like, I almost wish that with Civil War they would have done Captain America Civil War, mm. and then Iron Man Civil War, mm-hmm. and then right. Avengers Civil War. Oh, and then kind of done like you know within the, the two movies and the time span of other movies or TV shows even mm-hmm. at this point that would have come out, they could have been seen recruiting different members of the MCU to make this epic thing. But at the end of that movie, that's when the threat of Thanos would have come down, and that would have been like Avengers Four or whatever. Oh. It would have just been a longer MCU, yeah. but I feel like Civil War got rushed through 
so fast. Yeah, and that's did, such an did. iconic storyline that I hope they don't do that with Secret Invasion. Yeah, that was all point. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go back to shitting on Civil War again because I've done that enough. <laughs> but my, my my biggest issue with Civil War was the fact that they had to bring in characters that had absolutely nothing to do with anything in order to flesh out the roster because they right. bu- they they hadn't built enough to make it feel like a real Civil War. Right. Like otherwise, if they didn't bring in, if they hadn't brought in Ant Man. And uh, T'Challa mm-hmm. and Spider Man. It would have just been a couple of guys that disagreed about something. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Right. I would love <laughs> to see the whiteboard in Kevin Feige's office. Right. Like, oh, wow, I right? just would love to just <laughs> see if it is it a oh, that Charlie Day standing there. Yeah, with the, yes, like, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, if they did Captain America and Iron Man Civil War, I think it would have been fun, especially having the TV mm-hmm. shows involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. because then there would have been like a hashtag Team Iron Man, Team Captain oh, America. Oh my God! Yeah, and seeing which kind of like Shield, right? That would have mm-hmm. been Team Iron Man. Yeah, like I think that like you kind of gear it towards whatever whatever mm-hmm. it was going to be. But I think it would have been so much fun, uh, like crossing those two things. Sad. Yeah. 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 But it's you're right. Kevin Feige's whiteboard in his office must be like it must be like a, a wealth of information. I would just like to just stand there and mm-hmm. and you know I won't bring a phone or anything. Right. I, just I wanna, won't I say just wanna... anything. I just want to <laughs> take it to your grave. So, I just so this see is it. this is kind of another random question. But how much longer do you think Kevin Feige is going to stay with the Marvel stuff? Because mm-hmm. like he like doesn't he have a, a Star Wars movie he that's does. in development yeah. too? He does. Well, that's a movie. But like yeah. look, I, I I think it's going to be when when he gets all those characters back together. He's going to be like I. I, yeah. I, I he's going to my... be there a long time unless he just biffs or has some yeah. kind of because he, he's what 15 years indiscretion on set yeah. he ain't going yeah. I mean, 15 16 right. years he's been doing this but he's yeah. also like the most per, uh, the most successful producer oh absolutely right. as long as he enjoys it I'm sure he'll just I was just going to say on. that he doesn't look aged you know yeah. like when you see right. people working on projects where long they look stressed out mm-hmm. he looks like he gets up for it every day yeah. I mean I think breakfast. I think because there's just so much that you can explore in the Marvel Universe yeah. Yes. There's so many places to go, and so far it's been successful, right? Once he gets like, if there's like three failures in a row somehow, then maybe maybe he'll age ten years. But I don't think Marvel, Marvel Marvel doesn't do that. Exactly. Like, yeah, like like even even the bad Marvel movies are aren't still all right. Bad movies, they're yeah. just it's because it's because it's they're really good at following the formula. Like yeah. have the basic formula, and then and then when you have the basic formula like perfected, that's when you can branch out. That's when you can get something like Wandavision. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, the formula yeah. is, and you're like, well, let me just. Just hop over here for a second. I'm a, like, I think we're at a point now where Marvel can almost do any kind of thing and mm-hmm. it's going to work. Right, like if right. they did a modern family style Marvel show, it'll work. Right. I mean, they kind of did it with an episode of WandaVision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. They, they just, I will say Kevin Feige has like his finger to the pulse when it comes to mm-hmm. entertainment. He understands what fans want and what fans need. And it's need. not even close. Yeah. Right. That's like, so true. You got to think, Absolutely. like I remember when, <laughs> like, I honestly, may they rest in peace. I remember thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy when it was announced and I knew who they were because I played, mm-hmm. used to play this game called Heroclix. So I knew who they were. I knew Rocket Raccoon and, mm-hmm. and Star-Lord and these guys. But I remember thinking like, wait a minute, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, like that, they're I think, actually going to make this movie? I think right. I knew them from the cartoon series that you were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, or Smitey's Heroes. Yeah, because the, the storyline that I remember seeing them in was- And Rocket Stor- was Australian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was like, it, the storyline was uh, Captain Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. um, the female Captain Marvel had, had just gotten her powers through- yeah, Jan Rog, I think it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was like you know like some weird blasting thing where she she got the power from him, and then they showed up to deal with some like a scroll invasion. I think right. it was. Uh, but they hmm. they were more serious. Like they weren't they weren't. That was comedy. not yeah. It wasn't yeah. the Peter. Right. Quinn. I, I mean I mean Rock Raccoon was funny. Yeah. But As but the rest of them be. were more more serious. Um, but you were asking worst Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I, the first thing that comes to mind is Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The that's Dark the, World the is mine too. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I like for for me it's it's tough. I've got three like my my bottom three. 
are constantly kind of like they could probably just be like tied for mm-hmm. the, for the bottom. But it's it's Iron Man two, Thor: The Dark World, and Incredible Hulk. Like I like Incredible Hulk. I, I don't even count Incredible Hulk, but you're right. That it, it would like, also I, be the bottom. But, <laughs> I, but like I don't not like the movie. Right. I just think it's one of the worst mm-hmm. out of them. Well, because I feel like with Incredible <laughs> I, Hulk, it's not that I don't like it. It's just wait, sucks. what's your what's your worst? Yeah. Uh... I'll, I'll, I'll hold it for now. All right, so I think Incredible oh. Hulk is... It, like, I agree with you. I'm not a fan of Incredible Hulk, but I think that that was the transition period before like the MCU MCU. Right, right. Yeah. So it was still like, all right, comic book movies. This is what it needs to be. Right. Like, the Incredible Hulk still t- touts that line of being that. Like, I'm happy Tim Roth is coming back to, to avenge that abomination. Oh. And I mean the character, not the movie. Uh, right. But, um, you know, there was some really cheesy shit in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really yeah. cheesy shit. Let us know what your least favorite Marvel movie is. Oh, okay. Yes. okay. No. Speaking of Incredible Hulk, though, do you which which Incredible Hulk do you think was better, the Eric Bana one or the no. Ed Norton one? I Norton literally cannot remember the difference, but the one that has no, I can't. I don't even remember. Just the one that has oh. the dad that is coming that is still part of the MCU. Yeah, right? they, bo- they both do. Oh, oh the, the no, dad now. No, no, yeah, the yeah, one that, that is part that, of the MCU. I only MCU. like Lou Ferrigno. Lou <laughs> Ferrigno. <laughs> well, I mean, like yeah, that's the one thing I did like about Black Widow is that they did use um, uh, what's his name uh, Ross General Ross to come mm-hmm. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, that him. was pretty. That's cool. who I'm talking William about. William Hurt. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. William Hurt. Well, well, so so like I'm like I I really enjoy William Hurt now, but mm-hmm. when they first when when they first did the the Incredible Hulk movie, I was like, man, I wish they had brought Sam Elliott back. Hey, quick question, mm-hmm. just since us kind of talking about this now. What are the chances that that Incredible Hulk movie isn't in the MCU universe, like multiverse? Like, what if that movie with Edward Norton is a different multiverse movie, but it's the same, uh, same, same General Ross, same General Ross, mm. and Mark Ruffalo is this version? Just out of curiosity, just throwing that around. I mean, that could be something that they could retcon for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it would make sense just because Mark Ruffalo's Hulk has never matched with the other Hulks to me. And yeah, there's no Betty Ross. Yeah, there's no Betty yeah. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Do you think there are another no disrespect to, to Scarlett Johansson and Natasha is putting her with Incredible Hulk? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Do you? Yeah, uh. exactly. Shout out, shout out to Betty Ross. I'm sorry that they stole your man. And right. for, for, for me, I, th- I think for me, the worst part about the Incredible Hulk movie mm-hmm. was that they introduced the leader, they introduced Doc Samson, and they didn't do anything mm-hmm. with either of them. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's mm-hmm. true. Maybe they'll appear in She-Hulk. I, I, I can only hope. Let's hope so, yeah. Because like Do- Doc Samson, especially Ty Burrell as Doc Samson, would be mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, uh, Tim Blake Nelson as the leader would mm-hmm. also be And who would have thought that Ty Burrell would have had the career that he did after Modern Family and everything else, right? Because right? at that point, you know, he wouldn't have been like a household name. Mm-hmm. But having him come back now as Doc Samson, I think would be great. Yeah, like when Incredible Hulk came out, like I didn't know Ty Burrell from Modern Family. I knew him from Dawn of the Dead. Really? Oh. Yeah. He's in Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who is he in Dawn of the Dead? Uh, he's just one of the random guys in the mall. Oh, wait, wait, with, with them. The like, uh, he was, he, he got killed, I think, on the bus thing that they had. That's great. You better know the details, Josh. I know that's right. <laughs> Fill it in. So, overall, if we had to, or is there any other thoughts you guys had on this movie? I liked the stunt work, mm-hmm. and yes. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like the undertone is they had a lot of issues getting from getting this movie. Right. Not even just the pandemic, just getting this lit because I've been looking around just to see what some of our contemporaries have been talking about with the cast and all of them are leading with this headline about the stunt work. 
mm-hmm. and no one's really talking about the script and I don't think the script sucked or anything like that right but everyone's leaning into stunt work stunt work stunt work mm. and well I think that's a big push right now too because I mean stunt performers definitely deserve their own Oscars category oh, for sure, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's been severely lacking mm-hmm. um, and, and I mean the, the, yeah like we were talking before about the you know the fight scenes and, and, and action scenes being amazing in this and, and, yeah. and they, they, they were but, but for it to all be that you know unless there yeah. is in fact the agenda of we're gonna get them Oscars this next year right. it does feel like they're basically implying the script is lacking right? yeah like, and I, I mean for for me, like o- overall, I I thought it was a good movie. Like I I, I yeah. thought it was a really solid film. Mm-hmm. It just didn't land for me the way it should have because of when it was released. Right. It, 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 it could have been a Disney yeah. Plus yeah. movie to be honest. Like, you know what? Absolutely, right. it could have been. It, that would have been a great kickoff to Disney Plus. Yeah, actually. that's true. Yeah, that's true. It, it would have been a good Disney Plus movie. But I agree. Like the, for some reason, the way that the it just doesn't fit. I, I wish it would have come after Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think that's going to be... Like, I'm interested to see what the general audience take on this is. Oh, they're going to love it. Uh, just everybody <laughs> watching, I know you heard us like talk about this movie. We're critical of it. I'm sure we're going to get hate for it. Right, exactly. But Sorry. look, we're just being fair. Like, it is what it is. People love Marvel, and I do too. I'm wearing a goddamn Marvel head to toe. My wallet <laughs> is, is fucking Marvel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I love Marvel, but I got to be fair. Like, this is not one of the best Marvel movies yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean, and that doesn't make yeah. it bad. Like we said, doesn't it's make it bad. a good right. movie. It's, and it would be a better movie if it was just a totally new character, and this is just their story with no connection to the Marvel Universe. Do you, it's only, like... It's the timing. The, the, the timing, the timing the is, what, is what killed universe. it. Like, exactly. otherwise, it's a, exactly. re- it's a really good film. It just didn't come out when I'm... It's also a good that. passing of the torch story for the Black yes. Widow yes. to go, exactly. yeah, go to Florence. And, yeah. and if, that's the, if that's your end game, if that's what you're doing... Then it worked because I'm really excited to see Florence Pugh in the. MCU. I can't wait for her to go kick some Hawkeye, but yeah. And lastly, on that, it's also getting the short end of the stick. Not only timing of where it comes out in the MC universe, just timing is hitting the theaters. People oh, yeah. are tired of being in the house. Mm-hmm. People are tired of watching things, and I think all movies this summer are going to suffer because people just want to be outside, right? Doing things, mm-hmm. living life, oh, yeah. and if this had come out in the middle of the pandemic, say, even if they put it out before Wandavision, yeah. Right. You Which know? it was supposed to. And they yeah. did a strong female lead, you know, campaign. They could have dropped it on Disney Plus and it would have went bonkers. Right. You know, you it think crazy. Think about the release though. It w- it was supposed to be Black Widow, knowing everything that we know about the movie. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which would have made more sense because of just because of Because of the post credits scene. Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly. And then WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it makes sense the way that it would would have went down, and I think that let's talk about this post credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I have a question for you guys. About, Major spoiler. So yeah, anybody. Because honestly, you could have you could have listened to this whole podcast and not watch the movie and still go uh, and watch the movie and enjoy it. Because guess what? Spoiler alert: Scarlett Johansson doesn't die in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Um, but this is the spoiler part where you are, if you know, if you're a hardcore Marvel fan, you don't, you know, you don't like spoilers. This is the part where you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> but go ahead, Josh. Red alert. So, okay. Josh, so, you're going to put in a sound cue for something like boop. this, right? As, this uh, is your notification. Uh, that yeah, she's doing it for me. We're going to do it like this. This is your notification that a spoiler will now be appearing in this show. Please stop your recording right now. <laughs> Please put in some siren sound effects. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do this for now. In the, in, in the future. Like the purge. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get some like air raid sirens and you, and you, you, you can do that. You can do that this for is me. A warning from the Illuminati World Order. Please stop now. <laughs> That's actually great. That's a good deal. Good deal. All right. So, so do you want me to just explain what the what the the postcard scene was? Yes. Go for it. Do okay. it. Do it. So, so uh, Yelena is at uh, Natasha's uh, uh, gravestone. 
uh, and you know, and uh, what, what's her name? Contessa Valentina. Valentina. Something, something, yeah. something, something. She's actually going to make me look this up. Uh, and Julie Louise Dreyfus, her, her character yeah. that we've already seen now in Falcon and Winter Soldier comes yes. up and Good talks to, and, and basically talks to her about joining another team. Like, almost like, hey, I've got more work for you coming up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of about it. I mean, that, that, well, that's what we, I mean, I mean, there's, yeah, go, wait, go ahead. Are we not, because she hands him the, you know, who she's, who's her next target, right? right? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah, like, don't yeah, you just left out the get, most important yeah. part don't of that. Don't you want yeah. to get the person responsible for your sister's death? Valentina yeah. Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do want to get him. He needs to die. Let's go. But, but, <laughs> is it, but women. I mean, I mean, first, is he really responsible for her death? She sacrificed herself for him. Okay. Yes. yes. Enough. He was going to do the she same thing. She could have had yeah. her well, sister. He should have gone faster. He should have gotten in there faster. He's an Avenger. You've got superhuman strength. Why do you snatch her up? I will never forgive but you. But he Hawkeye. doesn't like like him, Natasha, and uh, actually, it's really just, just two of them. And Tony Stark. I mean, Tony Stark has Tony a Stark suit outside, outside of the suit. None of them have superpowers. Right, superpowers. which doesn't matter. Okay, listen. But they uh, have Haw- their suits on. Haw- yeah. Hawkeye just has good aim. They were dressed. Like, that's his well, he should have really aimed harder. They okay. were dressed. <laughs> he should have. Now, if I was trying to pull her up, yeah, her ass is gonna fall. If they're Avengers, <laughs> pull her up. But it didn't happen that way. Yeah, but 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 no. So so yeah. So so she's going to be going after Hawkeye, and that's going to be in the Hawkeye series, right? Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's going to be in the. Hawkeye And we had series. known this before because she had been. Sh- hadn't they seen her filming, or they had seen her like flying to the set or something? Yeah, it's 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 out there. Yeah, I remember that it had been there. out there. We just didn't know the reason why, and but now we do. I right. think an interesting thing too is that do you think that we get the rivalry that Clint and Natasha were supposed to have on screen that between plays them, out between them Ooh. between Florence and Haley now? Mm. Oh, that's oh, that interesting. interesting. I like that. Yeah, I like that because that would be really cool that, mm-hmm. that that we get that. But you know, here's another question: Is we know that the, her character uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, she's also recruited uh, John Walker. From mm-hmm. from U.S. agent, U.S. agent That's from right. from the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, so right. is is she making the Thunderbolts or the Ooh, Dark Avengers? I mean that I like that because yeah. look, both and are blonde. Yeah, and both are a part of 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 uh, of the Secret Invasion. Right, at least the Dark Avengers were. Oh, and yeah. eventually, we, we have to be getting show. Norman Osborn at some point, right? So yeah. yeah, I mean, and we well, we know that Norman Osborn is going to be in Spider Man, played by uh, William Dafoe, but. What are the chances that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the Nick Fury role for whatever is coming in Secret Invasion? Because we do get, look, the chances Avengers. Chances are high. Chances are high, right? Mm-hmm. We do have a Dark Avengers that is a thing. There's a couple of characters that also could fit the mold of being in this new version of the Dark Avengers that so, the MCU can introduce. I have a really super random theory. Or not, not, not really a theory. Lean in, Yeah. Go for a question. So we, we know from uh, Spider-Man Far From Home that... Uh, Nick Fury was actually a Skrull on Earth. But unlike in Secret Invasion, Invasion, he knew that the Skrull was impersonating him because he probably sent sent the Skrull down there to do that. Right. Because uh, he was up on the sword, like, space station or, or, or you know, whatever, whatever well, that, that was. That was Ben Mendelsohn's character, right? Yeah. Right, 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 Talos. right, right, right. Talos. So do you think it's possible that Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the Contessa, is, is a actually scroll? a scroll. Ooh. I mean, that that's a great theory, too. Yeah. Because then you're building in an Avengers that has like a scroll right. agenda. That makes right. sense. But then again, what if Secret Invasion isn't even about like the scroll invasion, like how we think it is? Because right? Marvel, Marvel could do some shit like yeah. that. Right. They did that with yeah. Civil War. Because in Captain Marvel, the scrolls were like nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Well, well, but that, that was just that group of scrolls. Right. That they Nick said Fury there's a lot of other scrolls out there. So if she's one of these 
evil scrolls mm-hmm. that's working against the Nick Fury. Right. And that would make sense because he's he, he built up the Avengers, well, so we, he's building up. We do have character descriptions about more secret invasion characters, but um, you know, we do think that there could be a super scroll coming, so that could could play into that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see like how like what's our next movie, The Eternals? Yes. MCM? Yeah. I believe so. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see where that plays yeah, out. But I have a feeling that probably won't tie in as much to like the scroll stuff. I think that'll tie into the greater MCU stuff. Julie Lee Strikes is going to do something. That's a big get. That's a big name, a big star, yeah. just mm-hmm. to use her minimally. So right. something major will yeah. be coming with her. I think so, I too. I agree with that. Like I'm telling you, I think For she's sure. going to be like the new Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, so obviously, no, uh, Shang-Chi is the next one. Oh, Shang-Chi. Oh, really? Shang-Chi is September That's 3rd. Right. Uh, yes. Eternals is November fifth. Oh, I'm wow. hyped. I am yeah. so stoked for Shang Chi. Yeah, so there, there's a, four four movies this year. That uh, really? But, yeah, Black, including Black, Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. so Black, Black Widow now, Shang Chi, Eternals, and then Spider Man No Way Home is December twenty December seventeenth. Wow. That's crazy. They're, They're really trying to get them all out there. Oh, and then Lord like twenty twenty two is kind of packed too. Like twenty twenty two, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on, on March twenty fifth. May sixth oh. is Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh July eighth is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and then November eleventh is supposed to be when the Marvels is coming out. Wow! So this is provided everything actually stays on schedule for right. when it's supposed to come out. But yeah, that's that's a packed two years. It's a packed two plus years. plus all the Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's a look, lot of content. So it, like, we got to rank this. Let's rank it out of five, right? I think okay. five is a fair number. Josh, we'll start with you. And then, look, we'll start like a letterbox. This is going to be the Illuminati yeah, yeah, POV. Yeah. We're going to start our film ranking starting at this one. I mean, this is going to be number one because it's the only movie we have. <laughs> Maybe we should right, be. Right, How right. many hooded figures do you get since we're the Illuminati? Oh, I like that. Oh. Well, that also could go. I don't want that to be a racist thing. We're not. I mean. What? The KKK. Okay, they're not wearing, well, yeah. no, we have to describe it and draw it properly. I, wait, wait, not wait, the racist well, I mean, I mean we were talking about this before. Like, we, we can. There's all kinds of names. Like, acolytes, How disciples. Cloaked. How many disciples? How many cloaked individuals do you get? Exactly. How many cloaked individuals? How many, what, what do you give this rank? How many cloaks? So, so honestly, I'm like, I, I know we were complaining about it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it out of five, uh-huh. five, right? I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, all right, like, okay. I, like, I, I, like, I think it was a really, really solid film. I liked mm-hmm. it. I enjoyed it. I just wouldn't like in my Marvel film ranking, it wouldn't right. be towards sure. the top. Right. But it was, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Tatiana. I mean, I'm gonna go with that too. Like, if I can, like, maybe like trim one of the cloaks and make it like a 3.5 you can you cloaks, can you can do that yeah. then, then that was probably 3.5 yeah I think it was like a, I think it was like it was like a strong we can film. do quarters also. Yeah, quarters <laughs> I just wasn't um, like as emotionally engaged as I would have liked to be but exactly. I really I did enjoy it oh okay we can cut the cloaks I was gonna say like a cloak and a sickle <laughs> I'm gonna give it three cloaks because I did doze off during some of the long stretches of conversation but I did enjoy it I didn't hate it but you know, I'll give it a solid three. Well, three and a half cloaks. Mm. I'm gonna I'm go three. With you. Three seven five. Wow. <laughs> three point seven and five. And a sickle. Yeah. The reason why I think that, like, the actions there. I think I, I love the character. I mean, I like Black Widow, and I think I, I think really I'm, I love the Marvel universe. Florence Pugh is amazing. I, mm-hmm. I think that I can't wait to see more of her in the MCU. David Harbour stole every scene that mm-hmm. he was in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, the placing in the movie kind of threw me off. I think that um, some of the comedy beats didn't land as well, but mm-hmm. it's not its not anything bad. I mean, it's just, I've seen worse. You know what I mean? Right. But, sure. Uh, 3.75. I, I don't think it's a bad movie by any stretch of the ima- imagination. I've seen it twice, and both times were fairly enjoyable. It's not like there were a chore to get through them. So mm-hmm. uh, 3.75, solid. I liked it better than Captain Marvel. Ooh. Uh, I, I'm with you on that, I think. 
I don't know if I, I, I need to rewatch Captain Marvel yeah, again. Like I, I haven't seen it did. since release, but I know I didn't not like Captain Marvel. Right. I enjoyed I, Captain Marvel. I liked yeah. it, but it was just a little too college application for me. Yeah, you know check this box, check Honestly, this box, Captain check this Marvel, box. I think in the hands of a different director with the same script would have been a better movie. Right. Which yeah. is why I'm which is why I'm excited for the Marvels. Right. Because we've changed it up a bit. Yes. So, as yes. long as Candyman is good, Captain Marvel or, Oh, Jay's having good. some concerns yeah. about Candyman. <laughs> She's Candyman She's has been delayed a long <laughs> time. Tony Todd isn't in this one, is he? Yes. It, he is. I brought him back for it. Oh. Well, look, we did but they break. They won't say why. We did break hmm. some exclusives uh, for this at our uh, previous website, that hashtag show, which we are no longer a part of. But here's some of the stories we broke. Exclusive. Marvel Studios' Black Widow character breakdown revealing the casting is getting underway. Ooh. Now, this is usually these things, uh, you know, we get questioned a lot about our accuracy on stories yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So we decided, you know, we were going to hold ourselves up to the fire here. Charles Murphy wrote the article. Uh, recently, we broke it's the news that Marvel yes. Studios <laughs> has made the decision to slot their solo Black Widow film into May 6, 2020, which was it true. It was. The uh, previously, at the, at the time. Yep, yeah. previously belo- be belonging to the now-delayed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Which has now been way delayed. Right. We've been told for some time that Black Widow was set for the to be the next for the studio and recently passed along that uh, the studio was ready to move into production early next year and was looking to oversees locations such as Croatia for the spy, fi- spy flick. While they're still being, uh, having quite, uh, sorry, uh, while they still have, have quite, haven't quite locked down the from location just yet, they move on to the pre- preliminary stages of casting the film and here are some of the breakdowns. We have the male antagonist, which is a villain, uh, is simply described as exciting in studios open to ethnicity, but looking for somebody in their 40s. That's interesting, though. Uh, mainly because we didn't know at the time who the character was. Right. And and even then, it doesn't kind of fit that description, but it's it, it did change along the way. And we'll get to those uh, a little bit later. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? A secondary, uh, a secondary antagonist. Uh, while this is going to be somebody in their 50s to play a smaller villainous role, the character was briefly described as a conniving female uh, villain, leading us to wonder if she's possibly... A relic of KGB's Red Room. You know, it's interesting because the Red Room stuff, it feels like, at least in earlier iterations, it was really there. Um, this guy, it's called, uh, this feature will also feature a minor role described as a bookish American in his 20s. Which I don't think we got. A no. bookish nope. American in his 20s. No. Mm-mm. So, uh, Unless none, that, maybe there are that no young men Mason. in that movie. The, yeah, yeah, I think that was Mason, but he wasn't bookish. It was, it was, it was uh, Mason. That mm-hmm. was the, the character. But, the you know, and it's funny because we're going to track these and you're going to see how the, these evolve over time. So, these were the initial character breakdowns that uh, that came out about that. Let's let's go to our next story, which was, uh, by the way, in terms of accuracy, I mean that was a character breakdown, so it's it's really hard to say. Yeah, yeah. and I I mean one of the things with with a lot of these two is there there's at least online it seems like a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with how the back end of movies work and the story mm-hmm. development process, and that just because. At the beginning of the cycle, when they're making the movie, there's all these characters that are listed for their story beats. That doesn't mean that they're not going to change later. So something that could be right today might not be right three months from now when they go into production because they have the screenwriter there rewriting things as Mm -hmm. they're happening because they're like, wait a second, this doesn't work. We need to change it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another exclusive we brought uh, to that hashtag show at the time was uh, Marvel Studios meeting with talent for Black Widow supporting roles. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. Because this is where we're really going to be able to find out some of these things. So uh, a month ago, we revealed a very hard to crack character breakdowns from Marvel Studios' Black Widow solo film. At the time, we indicated that we believed the casting process had begun and that it wouldn't be too long before 
we started to hear some rumblings with the holiday season approaching at the time. I don't know when this article was written. It was uh, December 12th, 2018. Wow, that was a while ago. Um, Hollywood is preparing for a two-week shutdown recently. Well, let's get to the to the meat of this. <laughs> Let me Meats. see here. Kick-ass. All right, so, so now we have that the female contemporary role, the original report was described the character as being a kick-ass female Bond capable of speaking multiple languages. Come on, Florence. Um, obviously some of the roles, let's see, I actually don't think this is anything with casting. This is more again, uh, with talent meeting actors for Mm. the role, but you're right, Jay, this was for Florence's role. Um, and we'll get to our next one right now, which was exclusive black widows searching for ethnically diverse male villain, which that did not happen. happen. Did not no. happen. Let's 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 dive into this a little bit. They put it all in the widows. Uh, <laughs> right. All right. And, so and, unless yeah. unless that was supposed to be uh, Drakeoff. I mean, Last, technically, he is ethnically diverse because well, Russia is a different. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Last yeah. month, it was reported that the script for Marvel Studios Black Widow was being rewritten at the time because there was a previous director mm-hmm. ahead of this mm-hmm. by Ned Benson. The rewrite almost. Uh, Almost certainly responsible for the delay of production, which saw the film's start date get pushed along the way, all the way back to June. Mm. Should things stay on schedule, principal photography will conclude in October, freeing the stage space in London for Marvel Studios' next film, The Internal Eternals, to move on. Uh, while the magnitude of Benson's rewrites are unclear, it does seem that it's uh, he's done a bit of character work reworking some of the film's lead and possibly removing others. In November last year, we gave you, which we talked about those six initial characters. Mm-hmm. Let's see... Actually, all right. So uh, the original report was somebody exciting in their 40s, male antagonist. Rewrites have given us a little bit more clarity on the character, though, to be honest, we still don't have much to go on of any efforts to figure out just who he is. The studio is now looking for either a black British or uh, African-American 30 to 45 to portray a tough, dangerous and mysterious villain. Mm. Mm. Uh, the news updating certainly yeah. seems to be eliminating the Red Guardian, which actually did appear in the movie, and any other Russian versions of uh, of contention is they are likely not to have British accents. It certainly leaves someone like the Taskmaster in play, but at this point, it really could be anybody. So um, there, the film also uh, features a second female lead, as we first reported in November, an older European male and a female of a, a female and a bookish male. The studio was seeking Paul Dano type. Interesting. Paul right? Dano type. Wow. As we originally ported huh. back in December. Uh, with cameras rolling. Yeah, so that that was that bit of information we had. I mean, Paul Dano is bookish. Mm. He is bookish. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We also had exclusive Emma Watson headlines list of frontrunners for female lead in Black Widow. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So, uh, Marvel Studios now actively casting for a solo Black Widow film. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Headlining its list of actresses, Emma Watson, best known for her role as her, Hermione? Hermione. 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 Yeah. In Harry Potter's franchise, Watson is uh, starred as Belle's Disney Live Action 2017. And she has red hair. Yeah, she does. She, mm-hmm. um, actresses uh, Alice Engel- Engelert from Beautiful Creatures in upcoming Netflix series uh, Ratched. Hmm. Dar hmm. Zuzowski. I'm probably butchering sure. his name. Right. Uh, uh, hostages in neighborhood and recently auditioned for the role and made a strong impression for the studio. Additionally, Florence Pugh, who will star alongside Emily Wa- Emma Watson in yes. Little Women, is also in the running. While the role originally called for an actress in their thirties, thirties to to thirty nine. So that's interesting that we now know that Florence Pugh won out on this role, and yeah. she's a lot younger than some of the other her right. contemporaries that were up for the Florence. role. So that was we'll score that as a win, right? Yeah, that's a win. 
Yeah. Florence Pugh, she wind. was in there. I mean, all the, the other character novel. breakdown stuff, we uh, hashtag show monitors are remonitored it at the time as being, uh, you know, it's character in, in, in stuff. Flux. I mean, and and the, like like I said before, like a lot a lot of these like with with characters and with with casting, the the information is always going to be relatively in flux in, right. until they say this is confirmed and we've gone ahead and cast this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So script, uh, with script rewrites, it's right. funny mm-hmm. talking about script rewrites. Right. Me nervous. With the rewrites of uh, of Ned Benson, casting director Seraphine <laughs> yep. has expanded broad of candidates originally targeting 40s uh, actors in their 40s. Studios opened up the range a bit. Uh, this is also for another role. This is uh, exclusive Moonlight's Andre Holland in the mix for Black Widow. Black Widow villain. Interesting. Um, auditions uh, villain take place recently this weekend with Andre Holland in the red for the role. Well, we do know he read for a role. We just don't know what, what role that was. So uh, there is that. Um, let's see. And there's one more. What role would that have been? I guess. OT. I'm guessing OT's role. Yeah. OT's mm. role. Would have probably Mason. been it. And then uh, uh-huh. Ned Benson rewrites and introduces a new character into Black Widow. Let's see. This was our, our last story. So we, we ran six stories about Black Widow. And uh, most of them were, were character stuff. The only casting thing that we really had was was that Emma Watson was in the lead role uh, with a few other actors, and Florence Pugh ended up winning out. Yes, which we did report on that uh, Florence Pugh was also in that running. Uh, we previously reported Emily Holland. Let's see. So the interesting part about this one is that they were looking for actresses, um, compiling a list of anywhere between fifteen to twenty-five to audition. Uh, process a handful of names now some of, here's some of the uh, names that, that, that we came across was Storm Reed Isabel Monaire uh, Camille Mendez and Hannah Quinn Lavin oh wow yeah mm. so they were this role's uh, small in nature the studio is persist, uh, pursuing these young act, uh, young act, a young actress to uh, to have a role in this film, but maybe that would have been. Storm, you, you know what? Too young, I think. Yeah, at that time, right? Yeah, she's so I'm not. Maybe maybe they maybe they no, were she's about be, to go to college. But maybe there were going to be scenes with like young black widows, right? Oh, like that oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then they they because they really kind of took out, or there wasn't really an element of connecting one on one with anyone else yeah. other than Florence, who already right. was not there. Right. So. Right. That's true. That's true. Well, that role, at least in the film, I don't unless it's one of the kids that they cast as, uh, mm-hmm. you know, young Scarlet and young, uh, right, right, young Florence. But other than that, yeah, that that role probably didn't come out. But in terms of the casting stuff, I mean, we had the we definitely had the Emma Watson thing, and, and we had a lot of the character breakdown. So that's all we really had for Black Widow. Um, Good job. Yeah, so we had a little bit of a little bit of news there, but yeah, next time we're gonna be back with another episode. Um, uh, Space Jam, I believe. Space Jam. Space Jam. I'm excited about Space Jam, starring LeBron James. Yes. Uh, Don Cheadle. Yes. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Space Jam, the first Space Jam fan. I'm mm-hmm. a huge yes, Michael Space Jordan Jam. fan, so it'll be a lot of fun. Space I can't wait till we do Space Jam. Pull it out the archives Space if you Jam. haven't already. Right, Space Jam. You know, but the original website for the original Space Jam is still available on the Space Jam website. As it should be. Really? Yeah, so they, 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 they updated it for Space Jam 2, but they they archived the entire site for the original Space Jam. That's and so you can awesome. click on a link to see it. That's great. Like, Super cool. In, in its original format, too. Like, it hasn't been updated at all. So wow. it's still, like, built for, like, Netscape Navigator like, version 2 or something. <laughs> That's great. I can't wait to dive into something different than superheroes for a change. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah I say for a change. It's our first episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a change. 
But that's going to do it for us here at the Illuminati POV, that is point of view. Um, guys, where I love can... how he explains it every time. Hey, man, I don't, I don't, don't know. know what POV people might not know what that means. <laughs> it's like POV? What's POV? Josh. People on video. <laughs> yeah, that works for that, too. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Vogon Poetry Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put credits or something on the screen. Mm. We'll, we'll see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the audio version isn't going to hear your credits on the screen. So you may want to <laughs> say yeah, the rest. Yeah. Description. Oh, Description. <laughs> Tatiana, where can people find you? You can find me at Marcella's Ear on Twitter and Instagram. And the consolidating of links will be there. And where else can they find your shows and the stuff that you uh, do? You can find uh, DCTV Gumption, which is Ladies with Gumption, uh, The Flash Podcast, The Flash Podcast. Everything, <laughs> everything else will just be on my Twitter. <laughs> Jay, you can follow me on Twitter. I will spell it at you. Spell it at you. Spell it for you. At J E A N D R A L E B E A U F. So follow me, my government name, on Twitter <laughs> and on YouTube. Subscribe to Bad Culture TV or find my interviews at Black Girl Nerds and Rolling Out. You can find me at Joe Luminerdy on all social media, and you can find me at the Illuminerdy right here and over at Screen Rant doing interviews. Uh, and if you, and if you and if it's a movie I don't want, you can check out Tatiana over there too. Yes. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us on Illuminati POV. We'll be back next week with Space Jam. Yes, Space Jam. Space Jam too. Space Jam too. Mm-hmm. A new legacy. Starring the King LeBron. James. All new. Hail LeBron. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>